listening to the overnight show um, with myself, Kola Zamatikizela, and we, sorry for that glitch, and we're moving on with our roundtable discussion. We will be talking soon to Asanda Ngoi, who is a talent acquisition and developmental specialist, as well as a life coach who's worked with many young leadership leaders out there in the C-suite, as well as men as well, and we will be talking to her right now. Thank you for making the time to speak to us. Um, for our listeners who are listening to us, we are in the second hour of the show and we're speaking to Asanda Ngoi, who is a life coach and we're talking about matters of leadership and with regards to women leading, etc. in the business environment and how some the two concepts that we are looking at um, this morning with Asanda is um, the fact that um, we just celebrated um, International Women's Day a few days ago and we've also got Women's Day coming up in August, obviously. And I just started questioning the. I think there is still very much room to fight for women leadership in 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 organisations, especially in executive positions. But what I wanted to chat to um, Asanda about as well, and she will, I'll give her a chance to introduce to, introduce herself to you now, so you can also understand her background as well. Is just to explore the op, the questions around. Obviously, there's still a lot to, we need to do around women development. We still see it in executive positions. There's very few women there. But how do we make sure that we uplift women and at the same time, we also do not leave men behind and especially young young boys behind? Um, so, morning, Asanda, and again, thanks very much for making the time to speak to us. If you can maybe for our listeners, just introduce yourself as well and your background as well in terms of life coaching and your experience. Okay. Uh, thanks, Kalosa, for the opportunity. Uh, as, as mentioned, I'm Asanda Goy. I am currently the CEO of CB Talent, a talent development firm that does placements, coaching and training, as well as uh, graduate work. And my most of my work is in the space of people development via coaching. So I coach high potential individuals. I coach uh, managers. I also coach executives. And over the past couple of years, I've tended to gravitate more towards uh, coaching uh, women mm. in, in, various, in various areas in the workplace. And, and that has, has revealed quite interesting observations from a point of view of someone who develops people. So yes. we'll, we'll explore those uh, as, as, we, as we continue with the conversation. Yes, yeah, um, and thanks for that. And I think that's also one of the reasons why we wanted to speak to you this morning is, is also in particular to your focus in, in developing and coaching women as well. Because I think for me, also being a, a woman, obviously, and a managing director of an engineering firm where currently I'm the only black woman on, on, on Exco, have my own challenges. But I'm also learning that in order to, to fight for women causes as well, it cannot be an isolated I don't think it can be an isolated um, mm. fight. We can't just fight to get women on the seats. We need to make sure that when we do get them on the seats, we create environments that yeah. uh, allow them to thrive. And my, I'm starting to realize that in order to do mm. that, you kind of also have to transform the men, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Bring them along with you so that they can actually understand that there's definitely a place for us and they don't have to sometimes overcompensate and we also don't have to mm. overcompensate. Mm. I don't know if that's something you've, you've observed as well in coaching um, women that very often we tend to want to overcompensate rather than just bringing our best qualities to the table. Yes, very true. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think it's, it's premised on the understanding that for us to get the same recognition and rewards, you need to do twice as much. 
and and you need to demonstrate uh, more competence if, if, if there's anything uh, like that. And I think it, it starts with that notion of women also holding themselves back because the moment you are in a male-dominated environment and you go in there and you already have the, the, con- the misconception sometimes that men may be looking down on you, it, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where you, you tend to see everything aligned to what you believe, you know. And it's not to say sometimes it's not true, but I think sometimes we, we overemphasize that component mm, as opposed mm. to getting, getting on with it Yes. and letting what you are good at uh, speak for itself. Yes. So I tend to also discourage women for, for, for having these pity parties. We like these parties of saying, hey, we, we are oppressed sometimes. This Yes, it happens. But it, for me, the more empowering conversation is how do we step it to new levels? How do we empower ourselves to be even more effective yes. and I think mm. that's the most important conversation that's worth having when, when it comes to getting women to the seats as you speak and how do we empower them so that they raise their hand, they're more confident and, and they compete on, on equal ground. Yes and I mean um, one of the books I referred to earlier on as well is, is a book that I certainly changed my life as well um, the book by um, Cheryl Sandberg who is currently mm. um, heading up um, yeah. Facebook and has turned that business into such a successful amazing business where she speaks about leaning in and what I love yeah. she talks about when she speaks about leaning in it's not necessarily about giving giving um, giving away of so- something of yourself but as women mm. we do not raise our hands to say I can do yeah. that job we wait for yeah. our colleagues we, who are very often males to raise, to raise us to say okay I mm. think um, Asanda you can do this instead of yeah. us saying yeah. actually we can do this and and, yeah. and and I think for me that's the conversation we need to be having and, 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 I, and why I wanted to have this conversation I don't want to mm. dilute and that's why I spoke about when I first introduced yeah. Yeah. the topic I spoke about Women, um, International Women's Day and I said that's still very relevant so I definitely mm. still believe there's a, a, a huge fight that we still have to do to get as many women in, in C-suites um, but for me it's about how do we ensure that when we are there we are adding value and when on top of that when we are there we pulling other people up with us as well mm. And, mm. And, and, and make sure that there's a balance, there's a balance for that. So one question yeah. I, I, I have for you, and, and it's a comment I actually posted something like that on, 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 on my Instagram feed, where I said, um, rising women up doesn't mean the fall of men. And I genuinely believe that because very often yeah. it's construed as such that we're fighting for women causes, but we are by, by saying that then um, men must take a backseat, and that's not necessarily what mm. we mean. We, we, yeah. my view is that we're saying that there is space for both of us. There is space yeah. for all of us in the boardroom. Yeah. And and uh, if you think about the development and and working in certain organisations, you are not gonna get rid of the men who have been there for the past 30 years mm. or whatever in those business adding value but you have to empower the men as well to make room for the women to flourish as well and to allow the women to lead them and that's why I often say I mm. think the dialogue should be about both how do we transform yes. both it's a transformation yeah. journey for both to be able to work yes. together yeah, I, I agree and I think the best people to educate men is women and I think oftentimes we when we have these kinds of conversations, we put them in a defensive 
because it's, it's usually more attack that men are not allowing us to do this. And I always like flipping it and saying, how are you empowering men to understand you better, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's oftentimes as well, yes, the onus is on, on us women to, to show them who we are, you know, to tell them about how we are leading differently. And we sometimes think that it should be self-evident. Sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. So the big thing that I think we need is, as an ongoing thing is to speak out more. When you speak out more, when you articulate your positions a lot more, when you raise that hand, people start seeing, noticing, understanding how different you are to them. And I agree with you that we need both men and women. And uh, I attended an event this past Wednesday where I think about a third of the room was males. And these are males in in, in executive positions. In the C-suite, yeah. Yes, and this was this was a clear indication to me that men are not opposed to empowering women. You know, there are men out there who really want to empower women because they understand that women bring different perspectives to business and women lead in different ways that uh, that promote inclusiveness in in, in the workplace. Mm. So it's very important for us to, to not marginalize and make it a men against women conversation. You are correct in saying this is a conversation where both parties can, can learn about each other and grow and see how to best support each other. Um, and, and I think for me, I, I, if I can use Oprah and, and use the aha moment, yes. um, my aha moment came, obviously I've been with my organization, now it's my fourth year and last year, 1st of October, I was appointed as the managing director of the business. But I think my aha moment came when I realized the the power wherein lies in me, in me actually transforming this organization, in me mm. being the one who's going to help my male-dominated organization to actually transform. And it's yeah. it's amazing how receptive that has been in the business. Obviously, we have a long way to go because I'm still the only mm. woman, but the conversation is always around that. I mean, I had I gave my first quarter yeah. feedback and the first picture I showed was a picture of, of women, but a diverse picture of women as well, which is another conversation mm. we, need to, we need to have that we can't just fill up these seats with just black women. We need to have yeah. Indian, yeah. white, all kinds because diversity is really the key diversity yeah. for me is the is the is where you want to get to not just bring yeah. in black you want to make sure you bring diverse teams because by having diverse teams you come up with better solutions that have yeah. been tested by people who come from different backgrounds and i think that was my aha moment when i realized you know what in fact i've got a place here and i'm going to stay because it is my duty to then transform and educate my male colleagues who have shown yeah. a keen interest and who have shown at heart that they actually do want to transform so I think yeah, that's and, also that key yeah. that we need to get to. And what that does for you then as well, being in a male-dominated environment, as the managing director, as female, you have young people who are looking up to you. So the importance of the role women play in leader, leadership uh, positions goes beyond ourselves. We're now where we perceive certain industries as being strictly for males, you being there says to a young person, a young woman, that I too can strive for that.
And I think that's where also the conversation is very important of saying it's not just about having women in leadership positions, but it's also thinking of the generations that are coming because you find that people, you, you align yourself a lot more closer to the same gender in 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 passing your your career so yes. it, it, it's important on the, on that level as well mm. um what has been in your experience has been you've seen the the the, the biggest challenge that face women in leadership positions especially the higher up we get in organization what has been our stumbling block i think it's it's for me i find that it's two the one is we go in there with the perception that other women want to bring you down and the moment you you start thinking like that as i said previously it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy so that for me is not the right is not the right mindset to have mm. and number two we go in there not knowing ourselves very well mm. self-awareness is for me the most important thing you can ever do for yourself because when you're in that position it's easy to go with the flow you flip flop with if if this position today is like this uh, you want to align to the then you all over the place yes but when you have someone who knows who they are you know your values you know what you can do you know what you still need to develop it becomes a lot easier for you to root yourself and actually have impact. Yes. So the most important bit, I would say, and sometimes we downplay it, but self-awareness is the beginning of all things. And it's so interesting, though, because if you look at men, somehow inherently men have, have, have I don't know whether it's the, it's, the, it's the ego side of them, but men inherently are very confident about who they are and they're very self-aware of, 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 of who they are. And I think very often as women, because we are our, our nature is nurturing, that is why we tend to almost shift because we tend to want to go to where we see there's more nurturing needed and we gravitate towards that. And mm-hmm. I think for me, what I've, what I've learned or I've seen in my experience is that in my entire career, because I, I, I studied construction and, and, and most of my career has been in the construction industry. And in every single job that I've ever held, I've worked with males. So I've become a very, because men tend to be very practical and men tend to be very um, solution driven, less emotion and, and all about targets and all about performance and all about being driven. Mm-hmm. I've had to learn later on in my career when I got into senior position to hone that nurturing side of me and yeah, bring it out yeah. because m- my socialization, if I can say so professionally, mm. has been through males. So my, my, my style is, has been very male orientated. So I've had to teach myself as I got into management positions to bring out the nurturing side. And obviously because I'm, I'm a woman, it does yeah, come naturally. Yeah. So for me, it's been, an, it's been a blessing, I say, and I usually say that to people that I've actually been blessed to have worked with, mm. with in a male-dominated industry because I've honed that side and I've and I've and I've gotten the the experience and the learning from males. Now my job is to make sure that I transform organizations and bring enough women and diversity into businesses through what I've learned. Yes, yes. Um, another question I wanted to ask is: I mean, you've, we've seen. Um, I don't know if you watch. Um, it's the Fixer in 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 South Africa scandal with Olivia Pope. 
Yes, yes. And and Shonda Rhimes, I bought the book, but I just haven't gotten to read it yet. Uh, her book, mm. The Year of the Yes, uh, we've yes. seen, um, as I've spoken about already, um, um, Cheryl Sundberg's um, lean-in book, um, Chiman, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, writes a lot as well about women. We're seeing a lot of a lot of um, confident women writing books, being vocal, being out there than we've seen in a, in a, in a long time. And I think that is, is making women more aware of themselves and even men more aware of the abilities that women are bringing. Is this something we've always had in the past? Because I must say I've never, I've never seen a surge of it as I'm seeing now. Um, if, if I look at um, Shonda, the way she writes and how she's portraying um, Olivia Pope, in an in an in another world, let's say twenty years ago, Olivia Pope would have been a male. Do you agree? With, yes, with, with yes I do. I do. I do. Times times are truly changing, and I don't think the traits were necessarily not there. I think it's just now that boldness that's coming out. Uh, from women in, in, in different spheres. And I mean, you see this when you look at the, the figures of the number of uh, women who are heads of states. I mean, it's 38% mm. of, of women currently. When you look at women who are heading uh, Fortune 500 companies for us, J list, uh, JSE-listed companies, we're not where we're supposed to be, but we yes. are making a progress. So I think it is speaking to that awareness that's saying, Passively, it's been happening, but not as much as we'd like to. So the more we talk about it, the more we, we shine that attention on it. I think it, it gets things done a lot more quicker. And I, I'm, I'm suspecting we will see a rise, a rise of more women being vocal and more young women especially as well mm, mm. Who, who will start uh, wanting to, to, to put their place and say, this is what I want. And that's very important. Mm, and I like um, Ngozi, um just mentioned and one of her recent um, um, articles that she wrote and one of her books that she wrote where she's teaching um, girls to be self-reliant. I love what she says. She says, it's not your job to be likable. It's your job to be yourself. And it's so amazing yeah. to hear women say such things because that is a male thing if you think about it years ago as a woman if you had said if you would said something like that you would have sounded so arrogant and yet mm. it's there's nothing arrogant about it it is so true it is not your job to be likable it is your yes. job to be yourself yes yes and i mean that i would say even correlates when you look now the number of uh, young women who are getting married one they're getting married a lot later on in life uh, whereas when you look back, back then, people would get married in their early 20s. But now women are waiting till they're like 35. So there's a definite shift in, in the way women are starting to see themselves, that, that assertiveness, that um, inner confidence that says, yes, I'm able to, to provide for myself, you know. Mm. And, and I think it's not just in the workplace. When you look at our society, when you look at the number of single women who are raising strong women who so you, you we look at it very broadly to see that the change is not superficial because if, if it were just happening in the workplace you think yeah there's there could be something that explains it that's not so real but now you look at the broader society and you can definitely tell that there has been a shift and mm. it's exciting to see the shift some of us i'm a mother for i'm a mother to two girls Hmm. For me, the, the 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 exciting bit is that you you expose these young girls 
to women like ourselves who are making things happen for themselves, you know? So they will have a different conversation come 20, 30 years' time where they will be fighting a different uh, fight, so to speak. So that's exciting for me. Mm. And um, if I if if I can now uh, ask, uh, just shift the conversation a little bit, mm. because remember when I started off, I really believe for me it's a journey for both. What yes. what are the challenges that you th- um, you've seen, and the nice thing is that you've coached various people, and you've, uh, you don't just focus on women only. So I think you might have an yes. insight in this. But what are the challenges that our male counterparts are faced with, besides the fact? the one that we all know about, the threat to their positions, the threat to their jobs. But what are the other challenges that you find men in leadership working with women in leadership find as a challenge or as a as a hindrance or 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 mm. a stumbling block, if I can put it that way, in working with women that we could work help them with as well. What 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 have you seen or or you you insights on that yeah. that you have? I think the one thing that always comes out very strongly for me, and I think you you alluded to the fact that we 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 tend to think men are more confident, you know, they and and the perceived confidence implies that they know more, you know, because then they even their demeanor is different. But yes. sometimes I find that it's it's actually sometimes a front, you know, because there's that expectation on them to be more robust, more, you know, uh, more confident and, and be assertive, etc. But in my coaching work, I've actually worked with men who, uh, they were confident to a level, but not as confident as people perceived them to be. Yeah. And and for them, that was a, a big uh, no-no in the sense that people can't know I'm, I'm not actually that confident. So let's you keep it here, you know, and and I think as as women, how we can help men is when when we show men that it's okay to not know sometimes, you know, it's okay to be vulnerable sometimes, mm-hmm. and I think that would help them as well to 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 almost let their guard down. Uh, I found that in in places where there's that perception of as a male, you know more, or you in a boardroom you would speak with this loud voice and you you command. That it's 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 not their natural way of doing things. So that's that's the big one for me. And the other important component uh, that I've working with men that I've I've gone to appreciate is that they would they would like to develop, but I think over time there's a very high level of not seeking feedback. So you find men in in middle management, they still care a lot about feedback on how am I doing. Mm. But I I think when they get to a certain level, it's almost as if that competency is, is, is taken care of now. I don't need feedback. Whereas women, they carry on with this seeking feedback phenomenon right up to the end. And I think that's something that differentiates uh, women and men in C-level positions. And mm. that's something I think that men can learn from women. Yes. Um, and I, I still, what 
I still believe there's there's a lot of room for women development because many organizations focus a lot on on women development, um, yes. taking women through development courses um, more than they do on males. And sometimes that gets frowned upon. But that is the one thing, as much as I say, this is a collective conversation. I believe those that those developmental programs must still be skewed towards women mm. until we get the mm. right numbers right into yes. the C-suite. Do you agree with this? And I have agree. you observed this in your experience as well? Yes, I do agree with that, 100%. Mm. Um, um, just before we, we go, and uh, we really had a, a lovely conversation with you, shared some wonderful insights. In terms of uh, books that you've seen and leadership development books uh, that you've read, in, with, in particular to women, which is the one that really stood out for you and you would like to maybe share with our listeners, especially if we've got listeners who are in leadership development as women and who are growing in the organization, that would help them. What, what book would you suggest that they go out and, 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 and get, they, they, they get sunk into it? Um, any recommendations for our listeners? Uh, I think so. I mean, I, I won't repeat the book. I also loved uh, Cheryl Sandberg's Lean In book. Yeah. I think I think it really revolutionised the, the conversation on on women in leadership. But I think more especially then when you're looking at women at executive level, the one book that I'm enjoying, I'm reading it for the second time, is by Bob Garrett. And it's called The Fish Rots from the Head. Oh, I've heard of it, but I didn't know who wrote it. Okay. It's it's an excellent read. And it's not woman specific. I mean, it speaks about how do we develop effective boards. And why I think it's so important is it gives you you this, 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 this information that I don't think you can get anywhere else in one sitting, you know, if just getting that book. And as a woman myself, the the, 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 the the information in that book empowered me to say, you know what, there are no positions that are good for men or women. There are positions that are good for competent people. Wow, you that's amazing. I mean? Yeah, I love that. So so for me it's it's really one of those books that if you if you are aiming for boards, if you're aiming for C suites and more generally, if you're aiming to change the status quo, that book is a definite must read. Um, what's just repeated the name, the the the, it's, the it's, writer it's, for it's our listeners? Bob Garrett. Yes. It's Bob Garrett. The fish rots from the head. The fish rots from the head. Yes. Okay. Um. Thank you so much, um, Asanda Ngoi. Um. Just for our listeners, um, if people want to get hold of you in terms of getting coaching, or speaking further to you about the topic that we just discussed tonight, um, this okay. morning, um, where can they actually um get in touch with you? Website and email address, and please don't we don't give out any telephone numbers on yes, air, but yes. your but your website and an email address okay. where they can get hold of you. All right. I've got two websites. The one is www.coachasanda.com and also www.cbordertalent.com. So all our contact details are on, on both websites. The one website, Coach Asanda, is mainly on the coaching work and Seaborder Talent is my talent development work. All right. Um, thank you for that. It was really a pleasure speaking to you this morning. And yeah, and I think we started a great conversation. I would like to follow this up again with one of my with one of my next shows again, just to elaborate a bit more and and just spend a bit mm-hmm. of time just um asking you about other concepts that I'm grappling with when it comes to women and leadership.